Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on our broadcast. I'm Jerry Savell, and I'd like to welcome all of you that are first-time viewers. Thank you for joining us today, and I trust that what you hear will be a great blessing and an inspiration to your life. You know, we're believing God to continue to expand this television ministry, and we know that uh, there are other markets that are going to open up to us soon, and we just love it when people that are first-time viewers communicate with us and let us know that they've been watching and they're enjoying it and it's helping them in their spiritual growth. You know, I'm in my 47th year of ministry and this ministry has been about teaching people how to become winners in life through the Word of God. And I've had the privilege of preaching this Word all over the world and watching that happen to people. I'm talking about thousands and thousands of people whose lives have been change for the better, I might add, and I'm believing the same thing for you. And all of you that are faithful viewers, you've been watching for a long time, thank you. You are a tremendous blessing to us, and I've got to say thanks to my partners. Partners, you help us make it happen. Thank you so very much for believing in us, believing in our vision, sticking with us all these years. Those of you that have been watching over the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been talking about the subject, the established heart. We're going to continue that today and next week as well. So let's get right into the word, Psalm 112, and I'm going to read verse 1 and then verse 5 and verse 6 and verse 7, actually, and verse 8, okay? Verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. I can't get off of that. I've mentioned it on the previous two programs. He, this man, now notice, he's a blessed man, but notice one of the reasons why he's blessed is because he delights greatly in the commandments of God. He loves the Word of God. He's that kind of person that just can't get enough. How about you? Is that the way you feel about the Word of God? Just can't get enough. I know that's the way I am. I've been studying the Word, as I said a few moments ago, 47 years. And you know, every time I get in this book, I learn something new. I learn something that takes me to a higher level. And I'm telling you, it is one of the most exciting things in my life. That is studying the Word and receiving revelation from God. So notice this man is a blessed man. And the reason being, or one of the reasons being, is because he loves the Word of God. Get to the place where you love the Word and can't get enough of it. And then notice in verse 5, it says, A good man showeth favor, lendeth, he will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees desire upon his enemies. Now notice this man that loves the Word of God. This is a man that's putting the Word of God in his heart on a daily basis. This is not the kind of man that only hears the Word on Sunday. This guy loves the Word. He's in the Word by day and by night. And notice, as a result of it, he will not be moved forever. Moved by what? Moved by negative circumstances. Negative circumstances do not move him at all. As far as he's concerned, it's just a matter of time. They'll all change because God's on my side. And if God's for me, who could possibly be against me? So he's not moved. In other words, you know, he believes the word of God 
And, and when something negative comes along, it does not frighten him. It does not shake him. He doesn't let go of the Word of God. He doesn't blame God for the problem. He just knows that it's just the devil trying to get him to let go of the Word of God, but he's determined he's not going to do it. Now, if you study the fourth chapter of Mark, Jesus teaches on the parable of the sower soweth the Word. And he says that once the Word of God is sown in a person's heart, he says Satan comes immediately to attempt to steal that Word. So you have to understand that once the Word of God is sown in your heart, once you get in the Word and you receive it into your heart, Satan is going to do his best to try to steal that Word from you. Jesus said that one of the ways he will do that is the cares of this world. You see, if you, if you get your eyes on what's going on in the world, if you spend all your time listening to the media and they're talking about how bad it is and how worse it's going to get and there's no hope and we're all going down the tubes, you know, that's Satan's way of trying to steal the Word out of your heart. You may have just discovered in the Word that, that God supplies all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 And yet the media is saying, it's going to get worse. Folks, we don't know how you're going to make it. These are hard times. Well, you know, they may be hard times, but when you know the Word of God, you're not moved by what they say. You're moved only by what you believe, and you believe the Word of God. And you just believe that somehow, some way, God is going to get you through. So notice this man, because he's full of the Word of God, and because his heart is fixed, and because his heart is established, nothing moves him. He's not afraid of evil tidings, and it says that he will not give in until he see his desire upon his enemy. That just simply means this man has made a quality decision that quit is not an option. If anybody's going to quit, it's going to be the devil and not him. Now, folks, that's a great way to live. That's a way uh, to, to experience victory in every area of your life. You say, well, I just don't. I just don't believe that we can win every time. Well, then you need to talk to the Apostle Paul because he believed we could. Because in his writings, he says, Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Always causes us to triumph. Now, you know, there are times in my life, I like to call it between the amen and the there it is. You know, I've prayed and I've asked God to meet a certain need in my life. And now I'm walking by faith toward the manifestation of it or the fulfillment of it. And from that time between amen and there it is, there's a lot of things that can happen, a lot of negative things. And, you know, uh, Satan's trying to get you to give up. Satan's trying to convince you that the Word's not going to work. He's trying to convince you that you're wasting your time. Well, you see, what he wants you to do is to let go of the Word. Because if you let go of the Word, then, as they say, you don't have a leg to stand on, and Satan will defeat you. But if you know that the Bible says, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph, then in your thinking, it's just a matter of time. It doesn't look like it right now, but it is just a matter of time, and God is going to cause me to triumph. How often? Always. Say with me, always, hallelujah. That means no exceptions. And, and to me, that means that I have a right to believe greater than win a few, lose a few. I have a right to believe that God wants me to win every time. So if I know that's what the Word says, then I'm going to fix my heart on that. 
I'm going to let that become established in my heart. And as a result of it, the circumstances are not going to move me. Now, here's something we need to talk about that's very important and is found in Proverbs chapter 4. So let's go there. Proverbs chapter 4. And here he's going to talk to us about how important it is for us to focus our attention on the Word of God. You know, what you see and what you hear has a way of getting in your heart. Your eyes and your ears are the gateways to your heart. So you need to be very selective about what you watch. You need to be very selective about what you listen to. And here he tells us this in Proverbs 4. It says in verse 20, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Now let me ask you this. Do you want to live in victory? Do you want to live the kind of life that God wants you to live? You want to live a blessed life. If you do, then one of the first things you have to learn is follow God's instructions, okay? You know, I've said this probably thousands of times in the last 47 years. The greatest revelation you will ever receive is God is smarter than you. And here he says, follow my instructions. Attend to my word. Incline your ears unto my sayings. So that means your attention should be focused more on what God says than on what the devil says. Your attention should be focused more on what God says than what the world says. So notice once again, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes and keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. What's he saying? The word of God will produce life. The Word of God will produce health. In other words, if you get the Word in your heart, then you're going to begin to live the kind of life that God wants you to live, the abundant life, the victorious life, the triumphant life. He says that it's His Word that will produce that kind of life. And then notice also it says if you keep His words in your heart, it'll produce health. Do you need health today? Then get in the Word of God. Get in the Word of God and stay in the Word of God and focus your attention on the Word of God. And he says eventually it will not only produce health, but it will produce life. Hallelujah. The God kind of life. The good life. The abundant life. Hallelujah. And then notice in verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, the heart refers to the spirit man. It's not talking about your blood pump, that, that organ that's in your chest. The heart here in the Bible is talking about your spirit, man. Protect your spirit. Protect your heart. Why? Because what gets in your heart eventually will come out of your mouth. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, beginning in about verse 34, He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then in the 11th chapter of Mark, verse 23, it says that we can have what we say. So if you uh, spend all of your time listening to the world and what they say gets down in your heart, then consequently it's, it, it eventually is going to come out of your mouth and you're going to release a spiritual law. And what you're saying will eventually come to pass. You know, uh, I remember when I was a young boy. In fact, as far back as I can remember, my grandfather uh, on my dad's side, uh, 
I was the first grandchild, and uh, he, he used to tell me when I was a little boy, he said, son, I just hope to live to see you graduate from high school. And he would tell me that every time he saw me. Now, we, we lived in Mississippi where I was born, but then my dad moved us to Louisiana, but my grandparents still lived in Mississippi on the farm, and so I would go there quite often. In fact, spend a lot of my summers there, and every time I would see my grandfather, that's the first thing he'd say to me, son, I just hope to live to see you graduate from high school. Well, you know, he said that so much that it got down in his heart and it continued to come out of his mouth and that's what he believed. And you know, I graduated from high school May 1964. My grandfather came to my graduation and the first week that I started college, which was September 1964, my grandfather died that week. He lived to see me graduate from high school. Now, I've had people say, well, you don't really think his words had anything to do with it. I certainly do. After learning this from the Word of God, I believe his words had everything to do with it. You see, that's what was in his heart. He believed that he was going to live long enough to see me graduate from high school. And you know, he was just over 65 years old. I'm already older than he was. I'll be 70 this year. And I've learned these principles that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you know what I learned to do way back there 47 years ago? Get death out of my vocabulary. I don't talk death. I don't talk sickness and disease. I don't talk lack and want. I don't talk failure and defeat. Why? Because uh, those things are in the power of the tongue. If you talk death all the time, then eventually you're going to experience it. If you talk sickness and disease all the time, you're going to experience it. That's the reason here it says, keep your heart with all diligence. Be careful what you allow in your heart because eventually it's going to come out of your mouth. It's going to release a spiritual law and you are going to have what you say. Job is a good example of this. All the tragedy and all the the calamity that Job went through. You remember what he said? That which I so greatly feared has come upon me. How does fear uh, emanate from a person? Words. He talked fear. And as a result of it, what he talked eventually came to pass. It came upon him. So the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence. In uh, the literal translation, it says more than all else or above all else, Watch over your heart. In other words, be very diligent about this. I'm protective about what I allow to come into my heart. How am I protective? By watching or being careful about what I let my eyes focus on and being careful about what I allow to to come into my ears. Here, once again, we discover as you study the Word of God that your eyes and your ears are the gateways to your heart. So more than all else indicates that God puts a very high premium on this principle. It means that it's something to watch closely. It's to be protected, preserved, and guarded. You know, if someone gave you a a very special treasure, something that, that was very meaningful to you, you wouldn't just leave it out in the front yard for anybody to come by and pick it up. I mean, you know, if it's very valuable to you, you're going to put it in a special place. And if it has great value, you might even put it under lock and key. You might put it in a safe. You're guarding it. You're protecting it. 
That's what the Bible says you need to do with your heart. Don't spend all your time hanging around negative people. Now, you know, I found out real quick when I came to the Lord in 1969 and I began to learn these things, I found out very quickly that uh, I might have to choose some new friends. People I thought were friends, you know, they were not helping me at all. They, in fact, they were trying to talk me out of it. They were always talking negative. And finally, I had, to, I had to just turn a deaf ear to all of that and not listen to what they say. And then I discovered that some Christians I couldn't even hang around with because they didn't know these things. I remember when, uh, you know, we had a, a situation in our family where uh, there was a tragedy and we're believing God for a miracle. There were some Christians that came to our house and, and they started talking about how God did this to teach us something. God didn't do this. God doesn't go around making people sick. God doesn't go around wrecking people's cars. God doesn't go around hurting uh, people's children. That's not God. That's the devil. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And even though they were well-meaning people, I had to ask them to leave my house. Why? Because I'm protecting my heart. Now, I made some of them mad, but at the moment, I didn't care because, you know, I'm protecting my heart. Later on, after we had our miracle, I went to them and apologized and explained to them what I was doing. Some of them understood, some didn't. But hey, nevertheless, I'm protecting my heart. And so notice he says, above all else, protect your heart. Don't just, don't just uh, get around anybody and everybody and don't just watch anything and everything and don't just listen to anything and everything. Be selective. You must guard your heart. Now, once again, to guard your heart means to watch closely over it, to protect it, to preserve it, to guard it. The literal meaning, once again, means more than all else. Your heart is to be closely watched, closely protected, closely guarded, closely preserved. Why? Because out of your heart flow the issues of life. One translation says the forces of life. What are the forces of life? Love, joy, peace, faith. Why? Why, why is it so important that I protect my heart? Because this is where faith comes from. This is where love comes from. This is where the joy of the Lord comes from. And so I must protect my heart. If I don't protect my heart, then I'll never have an established heart. I'll never get to the place where I'm not moved by negative circumstances and I'm not moved by evil tidings. So I can't stress enough to you today how important it is that you guard your heart. I want to challenge you to begin doing that right now. If you haven't already started, begin doing it right now because I know you want God's best and I know you want to live in victory and this is a must if that is a desire of your heart. Now, we don't have time to get into all of this today, so uh, I'm just going to give you the list and uh, then we'll talk about them on next week's broadcast, okay? What I want to share with you is what I call the seven basic revelations that every believer should be established in. The seven basic revelations that every believer should be established in. These are things that, that you're going to find, particularly in the New Testament, things that Jesus bought and paid for so that you could live in victory. So let me list them. I won't expound upon them. Uh, expound upon them. We'll do that on next week's broadcast. 
So that way you got to join me, okay? You can't miss next week. So here are seven basic revelations that every believer should be established in. Number one, the reality of redemption. Now we'll, we'll have these all on the screen. And if you don't have time to write them down, go to our website and, and uh, uh, you can download them, okay? So number one, the reality of redemption. You need to have a, a full understanding of what it means to be redeemed. Number two, the reality of the new birth. That is vitally important if you want to live in victory. Let me just say this about that. You are not an old sinner saved by grace. You were an old sinner. You got saved by grace and now you're a new creation. You're a child of the living God. So you must understand what it means to be a new creation. Reality of the new birth. Number three, and to me, this one is probably the most important one. The reality of righteousness. What does it mean to be righteous? It simply means right standing with God. I can't wait, I got to tell you. It means right standing with God. What a great revelation. To me, it's the granddaddy of all revelations, praise God. If you understand you have right standing with God, everything else is going to make sense to you. And then number four, the reality of being God indwelt. Quit thinking of God being out here somewhere, you know, and He's up there somewhere. Well, yes, He is. God's everywhere. But the most important thing is He's on the inside of you. You, you need to become God inside minded. I like what I heard Brother Copeland say one time, I'm wall to wall God on the inside. Hallelujah. We'll talk about that on next week's broadcast. And then number five, the reality of the integrity of God's word. A great revelation. When you get to the place where this is no longer just a book like any other book, but it's God's bond, it's God's integrity, your life will change. The reality of the integrity of God's word. And then number six, the reality of the authority in the name of Jesus. You know, I've noticed something everywhere I've ever preached that. I'm telling you, we have deliverance services. The devils hate it when you talk about the authority in the name of Jesus. And then finally, number seven, the reality of having the God kind of faith on the inside of you. Jesus said in the 11th chapter of Mark, have the faith of God. And praise God, when you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life, Romans chapter 12 says, God has dealt to you the measure of faith. The God kind of faith is on the inside of you. And the great thing about it is that faith will overcome the world. So we're going to be talking about all of those next week. You can't miss it. You got to tune in and be with me and uh, we're going to have a great time. I want you to watch this announcement and then I'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks. But we have some resources we want to make available to you and you need to get them. Watch closely. The days we live in offer ample opportunity to be troubled by bad news, but you can live in the midst of all the pressures and turmoil of the world without being shaken by them. In the eye-opening book, The Established Heart, Jerry Savelle teaches seven major revelations from God's Word that you can apply to develop an established heart. With your heart established, you can stand in the midst of anything and truly make a difference for God in your life, in your family, and in the world. You don't have to live another day in uncertainty or instability. In the three CD teaching, Stability in Unstable Times, you'll learn biblical truths to apply to your life that will sustain and stabilize you. God has designed a way for your life to be built on something that is solid, dependable, sure, and unchanging. 
Don't wait. Request this powerful combo, the established heart and stability in unstable times. Just call or go online to jerrysavelle.org. You can live with your heart stable and established, trusting the Lord and not fearing anything today. Adventures in Faith is Jerry Savelle's free quarterly magazine, and it's available to you today. Inside each issue are powerful teachings by Brother Jerry and Carolyn Savelle, as well as faith-building articles from many other featured guests. For some time, my life had been difficult to live, and nothing I tried was helping. During one of my dark moments, I received my copy of Adventures in Faith magazine. I read it from cover to cover, and by the time I finished, the darkness had lifted, and I felt so much better. I have been blessed reading Adventures in Faith. You have completely changed my thinking, and I know that God can and will do what He promised in His Word. Thank you for helping me get out of depression and realize my full potential. You can read your first issue today. Simply go online to jerrysavelle.org or download the Jerry Savelle app on your mobile device to begin reading issues immediately. You can also call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and register to receive a printed version twice per year delivered right to your mailbox. Don't wait. Now's your chance for more faith in your life. Register today for Adventures in Faith. I encourage you to order these resources today while it's fresh on your mind. Stability in unstable times. Can you imagine living in such a way that you never have to worry again? You never have to be fearful again? Even though everything around you is unstable, everything around you is shaky, but praise God, you have this established heart. You're not moved by what's happening. You're not moved by evil tidings. These three CDs, I spent great length going from cover to cover in the Word of God, teaching you how that you can become so stable that nothing shakes you. Stability in unstable times. Three CDs. And then the little book, The Established Heart. On page 27, it begins with the seven major revelations that every believer should be established in. I just mentioned them at the close of the teaching session. And in this little book, they're all there. I expound upon them. And you can have it, praise God. I realize that sometimes it's hard to take notes and capture everything that's said on the broadcast. But here, you can have it in your hands. You can have it in your home. You can have it in your uh, personal library. In fact, this thing will fit in your Bible, praise God. You can stick it in there and read it several times. And I'm telling you, once it becomes a revelation to you that, that you have the God kind of faith, God's living on the inside of you, you have authority in the name of Jesus and all these other revelations that we talk about, your life will never be the same. I know because that's exactly what happened to me. So order these resources today, right now. You can log on to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or you can call the number that's on the screen, or you can write if you'd like to. Uh, I would suggest that you go on the website because that's the quickest way for you to place your order, and then we'll get these to you by return mail. Also, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our magazine, Adventures in Faith. It's free. And it's another way that we can minister to you, that we can link up with you and help you in your walk with the Lord. Adventures in Faith, this particular issue, 47 years uh, in ministry and still reaching out to the world with the message of hope. And also, if you'd like to be a partner with our ministry, log on to our website. It'll tell you how to become a partner. And there's great benefits of being a partner. So you log on and find out what they are. And let me tell you in advance, thank you, praise God, for being my partner. Once again, we're going to continue this study next week. Don't miss it. And you know how I always like to close the broadcast. 
with this scripture found in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. It's been the theme of my ministry for 47 years. Your faith will overcome the world. I'll see you again next week.